I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of my favourite takeaway podcast, the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. Um, season's greeting to you, one and all. Uh, I'm delighted to be here. This is really, the least convincing season's really, greetings. <laughs> that, was, that was like you lost confidence. It was, is it season greetings or is it, it season's terrible. greeting? It was like it was like carol singers had come to the door and I felt I had to say something polite, but I hated them all and I wanted them off my property as soon as possible. Did you do carol singing, Crane? I don't know if people know this or not, but Crane has actually got a lovely voice. I have. And well, um, and he used to sing professionally. In fact, he was even in Songs of Praise, weren't you, Crane? I was. I was the soloist on the Songs of Praise Christmas special. Check that oh out in about in God. about 1994. I did used to sing. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my thing. And I've I've sung. Um, I've had Christmas albums out and that sort of stuff when I was when I was younger. And uh, have yeah. you actually had Christmas albums out when you were younger? Or was that a joke? Uh, no, it's not at all. I, I I sung on three Christmas albums with the Abbey Choir when I was younger. And um, for which oh I got paid, um, I think I think we got paid thirty pounds every four months. Uh, so it, it wasn't a huge. I'm not like Alan Jones. I wasn't so. It hasn't changed my life massively. Would you sing anything for us now? Or what would you like to sing? Would you? Once in Royal David City. There you go. Got, still got a oh. something in there. It's something you've in got, there. You've got Cling it. You've on. got it. Cling it doesn't on. go, does it? Once it's there, it just doesn't go. It doesn't go, but it but it never becomes cool. That's the thing. It doesn't go, but it never becomes cool. Um, anyway, I, I'm particularly excited about this episode because it, it it's different to the ones we've done for the rest of the series. Normally, we go into a guest's home and we we share their favourite takeaway with them. This week, uh, we are checking out the best Christmas sort of special dishes that are available on the market today. And rather than going to the the home of a uh, a guest. Today we are joined by one of our favourite people. Producer Michael is someone who we hear breathing in our headphones, but you never hear on air. But uh, he's a fantastic man. You may have heard him on Quickly Kevin, which is an incredible podcast about 90s football and stuff like this. And it's an absolute joy for him to be joining us today and trying this food with, with us. Uh, how are you, Michael? Are you well? Hello, gents. Thanks for having me. It's uh, an honour to be here. I'm, I'm very oh, well, thanks. God, listen to that voice. <laughs> listen to that voice. As soon as he talks, it's like, oh, God, I just love it. I just love it. <laughs> we are. We, uh, my friend Becky, we, we were about five episodes in the series of this, listens to the show, never met, sent me a text at all, nothing at all. And then as soon as Michael, you, you popped up for about four seconds on one of the episodes. And the first text she sent was, I want to hear more of that voice. <laughs> in like a really... 
<laughs> at least say you're enjoying the show. Don't just sort of, I want to hear more of that voice. <laughs> Hello, Becky. I hope you had a lovely Christmas and got everything you wanted and more underneath the mistletoe. <laughs> Do you do you get a, do you sometimes get messages about your voice, Michael? Is this a thing that happens on other podcasts you're on or not? Uh, yeah, I mean it is, but it's it's quite surprising to me because uh, I think what's happened perhaps in later life, or what I suspect is this microphone I've bought is adding a sort of a uh, level of baritone to it that isn't there in real life. He's so <laughs> modest as well. Not not only is he deep, he's modest too. <laughs> but people have said to me on other shows like, "Oh God, I love your voice." Like I um I do another show with uh, Josh and Rob Beckett called Parenting Hell and uh, my cousin who I've not seen for about 25 years turns out was a fan and recommended it to my mum and said oh you need to listen to this producer's voice it's so sexy and my mum went that's your cousin <laughs> that's your cousin you can't say that and she was like oh my god I had no idea <laughs> that is that is excellent <laughs> What's perfect about the voice is that it's it has a sort of like a, a Bing Crosby sort of festive quality to it. So it's it's, it's ideal for this episode. Um, Sim, do you, do you want to explain what we've got in front of us today? Okay, so we we had a bit of deliberation about how to do this episode, right? Because we were like, what should we do? Should we just get a load of Christmas treats from everyone? Should we cook our own Christmas dinner and eat it together? And then we thought, nah, let's not do any of that. Yeah. I, I, must admit, I didn't realise the cook our own Christmas dinner and eat it together thing was ever an option. Sorry. I think I may have it's an option, but not, but not necessarily shared it are with you. Are you, a bit, are you a bit lonely, Simran, by any chance? <laughs> Maybe we just rent a cottage together, the three of us can go away, we'll, you know, we'll cook, we'll just hold each other for a few days, roaring fire. <laughs> it's a very sweet idea, it's a very sweet idea. It'd be quite a change as well for, for our episode, from my favourite takeaway to being a show where it's just we've cooked a Christmas dinner for one another. <laughs> it's quite off topic. It may be off topic, but I think it would be a lovely bonding moment for the three of us, and we could yeah. sit back and listen to Michael read us a christmas carol which is all i really want for christmas that would be delightful my friend becky can come as well it'll be wonderful perhaps the end of the episode i'll uh, i'll read out a chapter oh, oh god imagine it was the best Genuinely of times beautiful. it was the worst of times is that it is that christmas carol anyway no, that's, that's, um, the cities. <laughs> that's the tell two cities it was the worst of guesses it was the worst of guesses i thought that was um so simran uh take us something you do know what what, what do we have in front of us well i'll tell you what i've got in front of me and i think it's the same as what you guys have in front of yourselves and that is the most incredible selection of festive treats and these are festive menus from three of the most popular fast food chains in the country mm-hmm. so we have from domino's the festive one from KFC, the gravy burger box meal. And from McDonald's, the festive stack and the festive pie. And I ordered some reindeer treats. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Yeah. What? There was an <laughs> and I just tipped it. I didn't see those. Nice. What are the reindeer yeah. treats? They're just carrots, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> They're just carrots. Is that genuinely <laughs> what they carrots. are? Yeah, it's a little bag of carrots. <laughs> It's a little bank out. That is superb (laughs) marketing. That is superb. They've absolutely nailed that. Yeah, really good. That's the sort of thing I I, I say to my three-year-old, sort of trick them into thinking they're about to have a fun meal. (laughs) Basically, it's always (laughs) Um, Did your KFC, Domino's and McDonald's turn up independently? Yes, Yes. they did. Because I had a really embarrassing moment that my KFC turned up and then my McDonald's and I'd put the KFC away. So I was holding the McDonald's and at that point, the Domino's denied it turned up. So he... I open the door holding my McDonald's with a huge KFC bag visible visible behind me (laughs) and taking the dominoes off him. It's like, 
It looks like such a problem. You know what? This was actually the first time that I ordered two different meals off the same app at the same time. Uh, I've done that before. So it was Just Eat and I ordered a KFC and a McDonald's of Just Eat at the same time. I always thought I'd get the app would be like, sorry, mate, you've just ordered something. <laughs> you're not order, you've just ordered a McDonald's. You're not going to order a KFC as well. Wait for the McDonald's to deliver and then we'll get your KFC. But actually, uh, they, and they all arrived, I'd say about five minutes apart from each other. Now, Michael, I noticed that you turned the oven on and put them all in the oven. That is probably a good move. It was the microwave, actually. Oh. Because my, well, I ordered all three together, similarly. The KFC turned up, I'm going to say, in a terrifyingly quick time. Like, far <laughs> too quick. The quality of the, um, the hash brown that is supposed to contain the gravy suggests that it might have been sat there for a while. This, right. this was not a freshly cooked burger. <laughs> so we need to decide what we're going to start this record with. Because one of these is going to be a starter. One of these is going to be a main and one's going to be pudding. What, what, what are we going to start with here? We're going to start with the, the Festus Donos, the McDonald's burger or the KFC. Michael, as a guest, I think you should start the ball rolling. What do you think, Michael? What, what would be your submission? Pitch for what you think. Well, I think for obvious reasons, the festive pie should be dessert. Oh, yeah. The, um, the slight concern I've got looking at mine, and I don't know whether you guys have got this, is that there's a sticker on the front of mine that tells me um, when it was made, date and time, when it was ready, date and time, and when it should be discarded, date and time. <laughs> oh, God, I've got this as well. And the discard time is rapidly and terrifyingly approaching. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a film where I have to defuse a bomb in the next 20 minutes, otherwise I'm going to be killed by custard and mince pie filling. <laughs> I think we I think we need to start with a KFC. Uh, okay, so I've got this lovely sort of quite cool box that's that's red. It's got some little brickwork graphics on it, and it says Gravy Burger. And then yeah. I open it up. Oh, mine's different to that. Seed. Mine's different to that, Simran. Mine's got a lovely little festive scene. It's got two sort of New York brick houses on the front with Father Christmas meeting someone, a KFC delivery driver. There's a reindeer. There's a, there's a delivery driver, a KFC driver on a reindeer. Oh yes, no, you're right. So I was looking I was looking at the side. Can I make one point about my burger? So I've opened the box, right? The top sesame seed bun comes clean off. Yes. And there's no salad. There's no. There's nothing sticking the bun to the, the hash brown that's underneath it. No. Nope. And that sort of worries me a bit because it's a bit like they've just plonked the bun on. It's not part of the burger. I hope you're not suggesting for, for a second, Simran, that the assembly of a KFC burger is an entirely loveless <laughs> experience for the person who's doing it. I hope you're not for a second suggesting they don't adore every second of when they're putting up. <laughs> they don't see it completely as a work of art. Um, I think the idea is that this, this, there's basically, it's an onion ring with the middle filled in, isn't it? It's actually a hash brown, but it looks like an onion ring. And I think we're supposed to pour the gravy into this sort of dinghy on top. Let's do it, lads. Because I think this is getting cold. My this can't work. This cannot work. As you pour, can I just ask, what's the sort of the state and quality of your, your kind of hash brown ladle that you've got? Because mine, I didn't say mine is best described as a vessel for gravy as inadequate. In that there is no depth of kind of lip to hold it. Yeah. But also mine's got a crack through it, like a kind of tectonic plate. Like sort of two parts of the Earth's crust have collided. So this is... This is going to be one of the messiest dining experiences of my life. It's so shallow. It's it's like a burst paddling pool. It is so shallow. All right, I've done it. I've poured it on. Because the gravy is so thick, it doesn't flow off the hash brown onto the bottom of the burger. This is madness. It just sits, piles on top. So I, Okay, right, I've got the gravy on. Then I, no, I guess we put the lid. We seal it all with the lid on top. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to go for this now, guys. This doesn't feel like it's right. going to work. Okay. It's spilling out the sides. Oh, my God. 
It's going everywhere. Oh my god! It's in my keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> I'm going to say this. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work as an idea. It's just it's a soggy burger, isn't it, guys? I love this burger. Do you? <laughs> this is great. Do you the really? Is good. The chicken's good. The bread's good. This is great. I'm really into it. Can I suggest a sort of a three-stage review system for this one? Yeah. Which is conceptually, yeah. execution, and then flavour. Perfect. Okay. So I like the concept. I love the I love the idea of this. Okay. Conceptually. Okay. Blue Sky's thinking. Whoever came up with it, it, it it's novel. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What about the the, the burger itself, pre gravy? Is a nice KFC burger. What do you think? Have you got a sort of base layer of this very weird sort of mayonnaise, which isn't mm. mayonnaise? Mm, yeah, that really mixes with the gravy in a way that I think is quite addictive. Mm, I'm not a fan of it. I didn't see it there at the bottom to begin with. And I sort of like the after notes of a cheap wine. It's really sticking in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, 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 little, like the gravy thing on top you're supposed to pour it into, the little hash brown is too shallow to, to hold the gravy. So very quickly you'll just have a red, just completely sodden burger. That's the thing. It can't, it doesn't hold the juice when you bite. You've just basically got a very wet burger. I might disagree. I might disagree with this. Okay. Okay. Because actually I think you're right. The hash brown doesn't have a little well in it, which in which to contain the gravy. Yeah. Instead, it's just a hash brown, right? So it's just a flat surface. And then the gravy when poured on top creates a sort of, um, little mountain of of liquid which (laughs) when you then press the bun on top spills out and goes soaked straight into the bun right now i don't mind this because the viscosity of the gravy is so thick that actually it just becomes uh it becomes like a condiment really rather than a gravy and the best condiment with a bit of fried chicken is actually gravy so I think this is conceptually the greatest festive burger I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> but fundamentally, though, Simon, a very fundamental question here: at any point when you're eating this, are you thinking of Christmas? I take one bite of this burger and I lean back and I think of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree, actually. That sweet sauce underneath is is quite pleasant. I think it cuts through the gravy. I know you don't like it, Michael, but I just think it's too it's too wet. I think really what you want is chicken to be dipped into gravy so it holds its shape i think very quickly this loses its shape it becomes too sodden so on this we had an email actually from one of our listeners from a chap called james who said that do you know in japan they have tradition of pre-ordering kfc for christmas time as they don't have ovens in the houses often and a bucket of chicken is the nearest thing to turkey i checked this out Craig, because i was like is this true and yeah. apparently according to a bbc article from 2016 every christmas season an estimated 3.6 million japanese families treat themselves to KFC on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. It's become a nationwide tradition. Have I ever told you guys my pop-up restaurant idea, that sort of KFC uh, theme? <laughs> Here we go, strap in. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. It's not technically Christmas-based, but um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the, the best bit of a KFC is the skin, the skin of the chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chicken mm, covered in those sort of yeah. delicious herbs and spices. So how do you guys feel about dim sum? Love, love dim sum. Love dim sum. Okay. Well, how, how do you feel about a, a, a dim sum restaurant that's called Skin Sum? And oh. the concept is, it's the skin <laughs> from KFC chicken that's yeah. been carefully and lovingly peeled and then turned into little parcels in which you can put... For me, I would like some mashed potato, chorizo and sweet corn in one wrapped up and you're popping in a little parcel of KFC chicken skin and then whatever you want to put inside it. 
skin sum. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Skin sum not only sounds like the thing a stoner would create, <laughs> right? How much are you charging for what? Yeah, for let, let's skin go sums? through the thing. So, what, what, what's the price point? Here? Questions is. What is the main? What's the main dish? Do you think? What is the, What is your your statement dish? Let's say the Big Mac Sing, is the, McDonald's. What's the signature dish? What is the signature it's dish? It's Sim Sum. You've got to try there. Yeah, exactly. And, and what, what are you? And what are you charging for that signature dish? Well, guys, I was hoping you wouldn't bring both of those things up. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping I could woo you at a sort of first level of the pitch. Uh, the price point's pretty high. Okay. Have you ever gone and had <laughs> no uh, like? Shit. Waggy beef sushi, and you're like, Jesus, that's punchy yeah. for one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is going to eclipse that. Okay. Because the only way that you can access the skin of the KFC <laughs> is to buy the KFC from KFC. And obviously, there's a lot of fucking meat and carcass waste as you peel it off. So, as a business model, there is a flaw there. In terms of the main dish, the signature dish, our USP is that we don't have one. You know, in uh, Five Guys, when you go in and you can just load whatever fillings that you want, yeah. we've got a whole menu full of pretty much anything you might ever want. And you, you tell us what you want inside your skin sum. It's a completely bespoke experience. So can you literally say, could I come in and say foie gras? Yeah, we've got it. You've got you it. Foie wow. gras? You, want cav- you want caviar? We've got it. If I said peanut butter, would you have that? Yep. Okay. We've got this, it. This feels like... This is going to cost yep, you so much got to it. run. This is going to cost you. That's a good tagline. We've got it. Skin sum. We've got it. You. Um, this is going to cost so much because you're also these these insides, these fillings are going, to, are going to be going off quite regularly. You're so you're basically having to make sure your fridge contains all food options, <laughs> like every food option that could possibly be requested. <laughs> so where, where do you think the profit margin is? So the, this is why you're going to have to charge a lot. So let's say I come in. I'll give you an example. I would like. One skin sum containing, um, what do I think I'd like in there? Some mashed potato and some jams. That's what I've gone for. What's that costing me? One parcel. Yeah. £9.99. <laughs> Four! <laughs> okay, I want to see where those overheads are. <laughs> Honest feedback, I think you would have an initial rush of people who are intrigued. There would be a lot of Instagrammers <laughs> posing. You'd invite them. You'd get some press. People going, this is what is this? And then within a week, you'd be bankrupt. Well, you that say that, funny. but they, they, they said that about Salt Bay. I feel like what I'm selling oh, is yeah. the theatre and the spectacle of it. It isn't just okay. about the value of the All food. Right. In which case, Michael, why don't you put up a couple of videos right, of you doing your little <laughs> skin sum, right? And let's see if in six months' time, you've got 25 million followers. And if you do... <laughs> and also... I'll dip my hat. I'll be honest with you guys. I've, this is not the first time I've had this conversation or the first time I've pitched <laughs> this idea. I was... I was met with a similar level of disbelief, uh, slightly less forensic in terms of the business model. By a certain In order kernel. to prove... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In order to prove these people wrong, I ordered yeah. a giant bucket of KFC chicken and I thought, I'm going to film myself doing this and making it. And I would say the content was so disgusting it was almost unbroadcastable <laughs> to the point where were I to use that to build a social media following the skin sum limited would be bankrupt within a week <laughs> I, I to be honest if you did do it i'd definitely go in I, I i would try it once i would try it once i'll give you that so you know there's 9.99 from me if you ever do set it up i will i will give that a go i won't <laughs> <All right. laughs> so 
What's next on the menu? Okay, let's let's, let's move on to Domino's then for our, our, our main course. This is what Domino's have said. The festive one packs a punch with classic Christmas flavours, including succulent, perfectly cooked turkey breast. I already don't think turkey should go on a pizza. Uh, marinated and aromatic sage and onion, traditional Cumberland sausage and crispy bacon to give you a taste of the top trimmings. So that's their thing. So basically, they, it's turkey and aromatic sage and onion and some of the, the flavours of Christmas. What's your normal Domino's go-to order then, Michael? What do you normally go for? Well, once upon a time, I was... Uh half and half guy and i would get a half pepperoni and then half a sort of texas barbecue something with a sweeter barbecue base but in my later years i'm very much all pepperoni now i'm still about the half and half i'm about texas barbecue on one side and and pepperoni i'm still i'm like old school michael i'm like you used to be i'm exactly like that (laughs) when we were discussing these ones earlier we sort of sent through some pictures and crane has made a, a startling choice in that you ordered in addition to this pizza one of the massive buckets yep. of garlic dip yep now a do you get through one of those giant ones on your own with a large pizza easily B, easily okay so you've got that one plus a small one i saw in the picture but are you intending to eat all of this festive pizza crane <laughs> well at a, at a point during the day i probably will return to it i imagine this will be gone by three o'clock I think there's a good chance this will be finished by three o'clock oh, oh wow so what size pizza did you get crane i got a medium a medium pizza yeah. Guys, I went for a personal pizza. That is even smaller than a small. That is very that's I've never done that before. No, yours looks like a sort of one of the garlic bread sides, Sim. It's very <laughs> it basically is. It's so tiny. And I said to my girlfriend, I was like, I've never ordered a pizza this small. But the problem here is if you have a bite and you think if you think this is the greatest pizza you ever had, you're now left with three more mouthfuls. So, you know, I pity you. Um shall we <laughs> give this a go? Right, lads, my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. I might dip the Domino's festive one into the gravy oh hello while mm. simran's dipping away what, what well, good what are your gravy. what are your initial thoughts uh michael um i would say it's not very festive because no. so much of it is so familiar it's it's a standard domino's pizza and they have sprinkled some turkey some sort of sage and stuffing turkey on it which actually works i think yes the flavor is quite nice isn't yeah. there's nothing um like it's, I'm enjoying the pizza, but it's yeah. definitely not making me feel festive. I think conceptually, there's not much that's happened there. They've literally gone, let's put a different <laughs> topping on a thing that already exists. What would what sort of what sort of what would you have liked to have seen conceptually? What would have excited you? Would it be in the, in the shape of Santa, or the shape of rolled up like a chimney, sort of calzone, which was supposed to look like a chimney? What are you? <laughs> <laughs> what sort of Christmas twist would calzone. you like? <laughs> And then looks like a that's quite a nice idea. You get a calzone in the shape of a chimney, and then those chicken sort of side things they do, they could be in the shape of Santa, and you can pop the chicken thing down the middle of your little chimney. There you are. That's festive. What a point. I love that as an idea. In terms of the execution of that, I would say my local Domino struggles to deliver the pizza adequately uh, without <laughs> it being a sloppy, destroyed mess. So, also, you could use you could use the garlic and herb sauce as snow as well on top. It's on. This is really this is coming together now. That is really Domino's, if you're listening and you're looking for someone with great ideas and sort of, you know, a fun a fun approach to takeaway, do do get in contact. Do get in contact. I'm um, sorry, so what are you saying, Michael? I would have taken a, a, a stuffing crust pizza. Oh, so just sort of round oh, the edges is a is nice good. thing. That mm. is good. Is the reason why they've not gone full festive with this? Because no one really orders a festive pizza. Do people just go with what they want? They just always get a pepperoni or they'll always get a vegetarian pizza. So Domino's are thinking there's no point 
throwing a load of resources trying to you know turn this pizza into the shape of a reindeer and give it to everyone yeah that's, that's a good interesting because what because what because what they could have done is because they've got the sausage here and the bacon really if they wanted to make a point you'd have little pigs and blankets on top of the pizza wouldn't you that's what you'd do do you know what I've had a few more bites of this. I'm slightly coming around. I actually quite like this. It's on the edge of Christmas. It's making me think of Christmas a little bit. It's that sage flavouring more than the turkey. The turkey, I think, is slightly overwhelmed by the tomato and other flavours that are on the pizza. But it's that sage thing. It's on the outskirts. I can hear sort of choirs and jingle bells softly in the distance. I'm on the edge of Christmas with this. And I, I quite like that. I've added the dip on it. I think the garlic and herb dip does is not needed. You are right, Michael. Um, and to be honest, I was too embarrassed to admit this. I actually bought, this is so bad, three large garlic and herb dips and a little one. What? Yeah. <laughs> three large garlic lost, and herb I've dips? I've absolutely lost my mind. You lost your mind, I man. Have. It's basically a Are you, are you stockpiling them? You've just got a bunker with water and garlic dip in case the apocalypse comes. Well, it's always been my dream to uh, to have a bath in a full bath of garlic and herb Domino's dip. Like those sort of like... The Romans with milk. That sounds like the most horrible thing to sit into, but fine. If that's, if that's, if that's what you want, Graham, that's what you want. And um, Michael, I mean, you once told me an incredible thing about you and Domino's and <laughs> how they now know you on first name basis. I don't know if Sim knows this. What, 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 what was this story? What happened with you and Domino's again? I used to live uh, in a flat above a Domino's pizza and um, where my sort of office or spare room was, the vent below was the sort of outlet from the Domino's Pizza kitchen. So if I had my window open all day long, I would just get this sort of like low aroma of the uh, the Domino's Pizza dough and the flavours cooking. So what would happen is sort of by lunchtime or dinner time at the latest, I had been kind of conditioned like a Pavlovian dog. I'd go, oh, I really fancy a, really fancy a Domino's. <laughs> so for the duration of living there, I was probably having three or four Domino's a week, which is... Far, Whoa, far too on, many. Top, on top of your McDonald's breakfast, this is a bit much, Michael. <laughs> no, <laughs> have a salad, man. Have a bit of avocado. And obviously, because it was so close by, I would uh, just collection. You know, it's ready in seven or eight minutes. You pop down and get it. But I think what would happen sometimes is they would sort of. There's only limited collection slots. So if they've got a lot of takeaway orders in, they'll they'll close down the collection ahead of the takeaway, the delivery options. So they've got oven time and there's not too much lead time. So there would be occasions when I would order a Domino's pizza. <laughs> But there would be no collection option, so I would just press delivery. And the poor Domino's driver would walk out of the front door of Domino's, obviously look on their app or their phone where it was, <laughs> have a moment of realisation that they had to turn right, let take literally five steps because my flat is in the same building as the Domino's, and then press the buzzer, and I would just walk down and collect pizza and say, thank you very much. But it, what happened was over the course of a year, they sort of got to know me and I sort of came on first name terms. And, and I went in there to collect one time and uh, the guy behind the counter said, oh, uh, Mr. Michael, Mr. Michael, we've, we've got a present for you. And they brought out in a kind of ceremony a, uh, a Domino's pizza delivery man baseball cap and oh. gave it to me and presented it to me. So I have my very own oh, Domino's so delivery driver baseball cap. Do you still wear it? Uh, I wouldn't ever wear it out unless I was going to wear it sort of ironically at Glastonbury or something like that. But it's, you know, it has pride of place in my office. That is so great. Shall we move on uh, to pudding? Um, before we do that, should we, should we have one more bit of uh, Christmas correspondence, actually? Um, we were talking about stuff that people eat on Christmas Day, which is a little bit weird and stuff that they think others don't. And I quite like this one. Uh, Kirsty from Coventry, who's written in brackets, originally from Yorkshire. I don't know if that helps people narrow down which Kirsty it is. <laughs> oh, it's that Kirsty. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Um, she says, hey, guys, in our house, Christmas dinner isn't complete without a spoonful of mushy peas. 
the kind you need to soak first, topped with pickled onions. Delicious. I had it growing up, and unfortunately, none of my kids or husband like it, but they still have it on their plates whether they want it or not. Surely I'm not the only one who does that. Uh, thoughts on that? Mushy peas with your, your Christmas dinner? Mm, I'm not sure Ooh. about that. Mm, I don't know. I think the problem with mushy peas is it's too closely associated with fish and chips. And I'm not having a fish and chips dinner. So I think I can't, I've never really had mushy peas in anything other than fish and chips. So I think it's a bit, I think it's a bit bold and actually quite presumptuous to think that I would eat it on any, on a Christmas dinner. Does that sort of, that remedy, that, that link to other food, is that an issue with you then? Would, would it be, oh, this makes me think of that specific thing that I, I, I can't have that because it reminds me of fish and chips i guess well i'm not sure like i think that's quite specific to certain foods otherwise i would never like i, w- I would never have any sort of fusion meal ever i'd only i could only ever compartmentalize my dishes according to the, <laughs> the, the cuisine <laughs> yeah, so yeah i think that would be really really difficult as a as a policy to enact throughout all of my eating yes so, uh, but I, I think there are certain ones that i do find I think mushy peas, I, w- I wouldn't be keen on. Well, I, I totally agree with Sim there. I think mushy peas, I don't think I've ever had them in my life outside of fish and chips. And even then, I don't always have them with fish and chips. So they would be very much a kind of strange outlier on any other dish. Yeah. When it comes to Christmas dinners, though, I have always had, and my family always have, sweet corn with our Christmas dinner or our really? Sunday roast. And I've never met anyone else that has it. And I'm always sort of seen as as the weirdo. So I'd love to know if there's anyone out there that has okay. sweet corn. Because for me, not just the sort of taste, but also the the palette, the colour palette on the eyes when the plate is served to you. Without that pop of yellow, I feel like there's just something missing from my plate. <laughs> that is interesting. So how are you using that? Are you well, let, Okay, describe it. Your normal roast then would be chicken, potatoes, gravy. What else is on there? A combination, but not always all of them. Carrot, broccoli, peas. Sweet corn, parsnips, some kind of sweet and carrot mash we definitely have. Can I ask about the sweet corn just quickly? Is this sweet yeah. corn? Are we talking? It's not corn on the cob, is it? No, no, no. It's it's sort of green, green giant. I'm actually, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of sweet corn. I am actually a huge fan. I, would, I don't think I'd have it with a roast, but I, I, it's, <laughs> huge I, fan I, of sweet I, I, I think, I think <laughs> it's, ever, I really am. I've never heard you mention sweet corn, Simran. For as long as I've known you, until just now. I'm going to say, it. <laughs> sweet corn is my favourite vegetable. There you are. I, 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 it is, it I is my favourite vegetable. I, wholeheartedly agree it can improve so many things one thing if i'm ever making egg fried rice wax some sweet corn in yeah. it really nope, lifts agreed. it it gives it's a lovely would flavor. you eat a bowl of sweet corn on its own easily lovely and would you use happy. a spoon or a fork with that i would probably do it with my hands and i'd be laughing throughout i'd be so happy as it was <laughs> <laughs> enjoying every mouthful i generally i would happily eat a um a tin of sweet corn with a spoon i would i'd be I'm perfectly happy with that the sort of social embarrassment of it would be the issue if i was out and about but uh, if I could find a corner behind a bush or something, I'd be perfectly happy for 15 minutes each week. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Shall we move on to dessert? Let's move on. Our muck yes. dessert. Um, Can I just put myself out there right now on this and say, conceptually, this is by far the most festive of the three. Yeah, that is a lovely box, actually. This box is just honestly one of the most fantastically heartwarming boxes I've ever seen. <laughs> It is. I'm sorry. It's in the shape of a bauble. The name "Festive Stack" is emblazoned on a bauble that has uh, sparkles and Christmas trees, and it's just got this lovely Christmassy lettering. It's awesome, isn't it? And you open it up, and my God, that that could not be more of a festive burger. You think? 
<laughs> I would agree. When I'm looking at the box, I can hear the sort of the clatter of hooves on my roof. But when I open it, that's not making me food Christmas. <laughs> okay. Should we, we just tell people what this burger is? It's called a festive stack. Two beef patties made with 100% beef, red onion relish, white cheese sauce, cheddar cheese and bacon in a brioche style bun. Ah, what was it, what, so? What's the festive festive aspect of that? The uh... well, the box. The box. Okay, <laughs> but is, are there any flavours in the burger there from that list? I guess the red onion relish might be. But you're right, Crane. I concede you're right. It's not yeah. like there's turkey, sage, or cranberry sauce. Should it technically be reindeer meat? I'm going to say it. Should it really? Or would that actually be the least festive burger of all? It's hard to know, isn't it? <laughs> that make it more or, or distinctly unfestive? I actually probably make it less festive, wouldn't it? To be honest, <laughs> I think that would be the least festive burger. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's beef. I'm glad it's beef. I mean, reindeer meat is just a donner, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> good clean fun for that, isn't it? That's Come on, good. good nice. clean fun. What are your thoughts, Michael? Looking at it, this, this burger. Yeah, I think I would echo what you guys have said. I think the packaging is is lovely. You know, McDonald's know what they're doing when it comes to stuff like that. I think you open the burger up and. Were it not for the box, you would have no idea that this is a uh, a festive themed burger. The, the the lid of the burger, the top of the burger, which is a completely smooth and without sesame seeds, has this sort of like patchwork sort of quality, a bit like a sort of football from the eighties, isn't it? I don't know if yours is like that. It does. Very good, Crane. It's exactly like a football from the eighties. It's it's a segmented sort of bit of bun. It's really unusual. Um, I don't know what that's, that's brioche, I suppose, isn't it? I've just had a bite, and I'd say an hour and a half after it arrived. It also tastes like a football from the 80s, the brioche burger. <laughs> right. Should we tuck into this very cold burger? Let's give this a go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's too sweet. What is that reminding me of? I would say conceptually, the best one. Taste-wise, it's very sweet, isn't it, Crane? Mm, it's the red onion. The red onion is the problem. It makes it too sweet. I mean, what I will say is I'm, I am a massive fan of mcdonald's yeah but for me i very very rarely deviate from what i order at mcdonald's and every time that i do and this would be an example i'm always disappointed mm. you sort yeah. of, if you mess with the system if you mess with what you're familiar with and what you like with the mcdonald's i think the drop off in enjoyment is huge that's interesting do you think do you think there's an element of that in this that you with the mcdonald's you, you're hoping it to be the thing you always go for what is your go-to uh, mcdonald's order michael um it's pretty much always large big mac meal yeah. Diet Coke. And then depending on how, how frisky I'm feeling, either six or nine nuggets as a chaser with Ooh. barbecue sauce. And how, how bad how bad is your McDonald's addiction be? What was your what was your worst point? Well I mean at its peak, uh you've seen the film Supersize Me, yeah? Mm-hmm. Absolute wimp, that guy. He has got <laughs> nothing on me. I was embarrassed he only did it for thirty days. Uh I for my first year of uni, I lived uh I was in halls in Southampton and yeah. It's in this weird situation where I think there were eight or maybe ten people on my floor in halls. And no, it was ten because eight of the people that lived there did A-levels together and all came to the same union, did the same course. So we're in this strange situation where there was sort of me and this one guy at the end of the hall and then eight people that knew each other. And they were all the kind of like B-tech kind of sports science laddie types. So as a result, our halls on our floor was just this sort of horrible, quite kind of toxic masculinity vibe. So every time you went in the kitchen, it was just these guys just drinking their beer and being like, lads, lads, lads. So mm-hmm. me and this other guy just wouldn't 
engage with them. We just didn't hang out with them. But what it meant was that we also never used the kitchen. Now, the closest food outlet, I'd say less than 200 yards away, was a McDonald's from our halls of residence. Oh, that's dangerous, so what happened it? was <laughs> That's where you yeah. sought refuge. <laughs> I would say for, well, almost a year or a calendar year at university, I was eating McDonald's every single day, often two times a day, sometimes three times a day. And I would always go and order the same thing. I would always get two or three barbecue dips, but I'd never get through them all. Yeah. So I'd bring it back to the halls, eat my meal, and just it started with one little barbecue dip on the side, and then it was two, and then it was three. By the end of the year, I had a six-foot-high stack of McDonald's barbecue sauces, sort of like nine by nine deep. It was like I sort of had a, a barbecue sauce Android flatmate living with me when I moved out. I just left it there for the cleaners. So some poor cleaner, some poor cleaner in the spring, what would have been spring 2000, went into a room and there was just a six foot high stack of McDonald's barbecue sauces. No and when I went in at the end, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll salvage some of these. You never check what the expiry date is on a on a source, I think, unless you've had it for a very, very long time. That that's like so a quote from like, Shawshank so... Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> a man never checks when the, t- the sell by date is on a how often do you check a man's sell by date? Uh, yeah, no, you that's true though, you don't and also you've been you've had them in your living room at room temperature as well, which is a nightmare. Michael, halls and residence rooms are not are not that big. Yeah, it was a very narrow single room. I'd say it was taking up one-eighth of the floor space by the end. Was the answer, though, Michael, not to start constructing them into shapes that would be useful in your day-to-day life? For example, a corner sofa or maybe a futon or something like that, maybe a desk. Could you not have started implementing some kind of thought behind the shapes that you were creating? And then when the scary guys in the kitchens were drinking their beers and stuff and they would knock on your door, would you hide behind this barbecue, this man made of barbecue dips? They they never knocked on our door. (laughs) That is incredible. Wow. Okay. So, has that got to? Have you got to a point now where you can't have barbecue sauce? That it's kind of one of those things. It's you've had so much of it. Absolutely not. If the McDonald's turns up, that if I ordered the McDonald's now and it turned up, and there wasn't the barbecue sauce with the nuggets, I will be so enraged. I will say that the nuggets didn't turn up because, as far as I'm concerned, they are one and the same. (laughs) And if you wow. haven't delivered my barbecue sauce with the nuggets, you may as well not have delivered the nuggets. I couldn't agree more when it comes to dips. I'm exactly the same with the pizza. If there's no dip to the pizza, it's, it's completely ruined. And I, we have talked about this before. If I order McDonald's uh, on an app, I will put the dips in first because I think they'll definitely see that on the receipt when they're constructing the order. So I think I'll yeah. put that in first and then I'll put the, the burger and everything. It's basically, I need the dip to turn up. Okay, so we've had the McDonald's festive stack. Okay. We've had the KFC gravy burger box meal. And we've had the, festive the Domino's one. festive one. So yeah. all that's left is the actual dessert. Yes. Festive pie, which apparently with mincemeat and custard inside, says limited time only, which may be the next 42 seconds, bearing in mind the, uh, <laughs> the sort of weird <laughs> time codes that all these foods seem to have with them. Um, okay, well, let's do this go. It's a fried rectangular short crust pastry with custard and mincemeat uh, it said filling served hot. I'm sure it is, but not anymore. It's now freezing it is. cold. Freezing cold. Uh, okay, would, you, would, would you guys normally order one of these sort of pie things from McDonald's during the normal year? I would because it reminds me of going to the McDonald's in Wandsworth with my mother. Oh. And my grandmother used to always like the apple pies. Okay. I'm going to give this quite a satisfying noise when you bite them. I think this is one of the few things that doesn't sound too awful in radio to bite. So we'll, we'll give this a go. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh... Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Too sweet. Oh, too sweet. <laughs> I like this. No. I was a bit worried before this because 
A, I don't like McDonald's apple pies normally. B, I don't like custard or, or mince pies. <laughs> this is a sort of triple threat for me. And no, that's, I don't like that. Sorry. Lads, I'm into this. Do you like I it? It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's sweet. It's got a little hint of spice and it's crunchy. It's too sweet. You've got... You've got a lovely, you've got lovely textures going on. You've got that Christmassy, mince meaty, um, you know, slightly uh, um, uh, festive uh, feel in the mouth okay. and in the smell, which is great. Uh, I like custard, which is nice and warming. Yeah, and it's a lovely crispy, uh, it's a lovely crispy pie. I'll give you this: it, it, it is, it is Christmassy, and I can see that people would like this. I think the cinnamon's a little too strong through it, but. I think I can see why people would like it. But for me, once again, it's just that little bit too sweet. So both of these dishes from McDonald's, their burger and their festive pie, have made me feel really Christmassy. But unfortunately, it's made me feel like I'm having a really bad Christmas. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know if that's a win or not. I feel I'm just having a disappointing Christmas. But again, I would say if we'd eaten these piping hot, I think it'd be very yes, different. 100%. To be fair to McDonald's, because we do love McDonald's a lot. Yes, huge. Um, yeah, yeah, huge fans. If they were, if they were piping hot, I think they'd be they'd be slipping right down there. You know what I'm saying? I think we should sort of like should we take stock? Should we rank these in what we think? Who do we think wins in the battle of Christmas foods? Um, let's go with you, Michael, first. What 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 are you feeling? What do you think? Let give us give us the the three, two, one. With a, with a little bit of reflection, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but 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 the one that has stuck with me and the one that. Where it's still warm, I'd be going back for another bite. Is the uh, is a KFC gravy box? Oh, yes, brother. Ooh, That's what, what I'm saying. It's arguably the least festive, which, uh, considering how unfestive some of them are, doesn't really say much. But it couldn't be less festive. Let's be perfectly honest. It's the one I'm still craving. I agree. Least festive, most competent. I think as a burger. Okay. Yes. And we, what are you slipping into top spot, Sim? What, do you, what what wins it for you? It's the same again, KFC again. I agree with Michael. I mean, for me, for me, it's one hundred percent the gravy burger box meal. Yeah. And I think it's also got a lovely little bit of theatre to it. You know, you take the gravy, you pour it into what should be a well, but is actually just a plain hash brown, and you let that gravy soak straight into that bread, and then you crunch into it you don't crunch into it after you put the gravy it's after you put the gravy on the sort of thing you give someone who hasn't got you know who's, who's lost their teeth basically it's that sort of really <laughs> soft food for someone who has problems with their dentures um so for me most festive but actually the one i enjoyed least mcdonald's um i'd say kfc number two i did like the burger but for me the gravy makes it too sloppy. Uh, the winner for me was the Domino's turkey. I think I thought it was really, I actually quite, I did genuinely enjoy it. And I, and I will return to, I will finish that up with my um, four and a half gallons of dip later. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So that concludes our Christmas wrap up. And it also concludes the end of series one of my favorite takeaway. Um, thank you so much for everyone who's listened and all the lovely messages you've sent us. It's been so much fun and we've, we can't quite believe how much people have, enjoyed it it's i mean how have you found it sim i've, I've loved every moment of this it's been ge- genuinely spending this much time with ukraine i thought would be an absolute nightmare of course but it's <laughs> it's, it's turned into the opposite oh. it's been an utter dream oh thank it's you it's been very great much. and what a lovely end to the series and thank you everyone who's been listening we've loved hearing your correspondence we've loved it when you've dm'd us we've loved it when you've been reacting to the polls that we put up on insta and we've loved all of your suggestions and your weird food habits your weird food combos and some of your takeaway confessions and takeaway stories they've all been great and we've had some amazing guests this series so a big thank you to josh widdicombe to andy and makita oliver to ed gamble tom allen ellie taylor big Hass. 
Phil Wang, A. Castor with his Peruvian food, Jamie Lang, Dr. Annie Gray, Nigel Ung, Rosie Jones, and of course, the wonderful Adam Hills. And we can't wait to come back because we, we have a new series. We're going to be recording early next year with series two, and we have some very, very exciting guests um, coming up. If you've enjoyed it, as always, spread the word, like, subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends. Merry Christmas, one and all. Uh, go and get yourself a calzone in the shape of a chimney. <laughs> Au revoir. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.